Oh my gosh, there is so much to talk about today. There was a bunch of news, Star Wars stuff that dropped last week, rumors, reveals, some set photos released from some of the shows, and we're going to talk about all of it here today. And this also includes the Bad Batch pre-show, which drops tomorrow, May the 4th, which I'm also really excited about as well. And we're going to discuss all this today with you guys. If you're watching live, welcome. Of course, this is Han Talks First. I am Han, the host, and this is the podcast you're looking for. So let's jump into it. Welcome to this Monday's episode of Han Talks First. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. I realized I had the banner going that said the stream is starting soon. My bad. It's gone now. But now we can talk freely about all the good stuff that's happening. Welcome. I hope you guys had a great weekend. It, of course, is Monday. It is 12 on the Pacific time here. And I'm so happy to be here. It was really hard for me not to jump on a stream or make like a bunch of videos about all the news that dropped last week. And it's funny because we typically do the live show every Monday. But Throughout the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is when the actual news started dropping. So we didn't have much to talk about last week, but we got plenty to talk about this week. I want to remind everybody that last week we had a very special guest on the show, Darth Chocolate, otherwise known as Darth Chaco, which you can go back and listen to that interview with him. It's my conversation with Darth Chaco. We had a lot of great things to talk about. He, of course, you may know from TikTok or YouTube. He was also on the Nerd Theory podcast, and he joined me last week. So go back and check that out. I think it might be linked in the description below. But anyway, there's tons of great stuff there. Other interviews as well, which you can check out on the YouTube channel. So I don't know if most of you saw this. This isn't Star Wars related, but Marvel made a huge announcement today. Not announcement, but they put out a new little teaser trailer for Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it included new dates for the movie releases and just a bunch of like extra footage from the Eternals and a Stan Lee little message at the beginning. And it was like really exciting, really emotional. And it made me think, okay, why would they do this on May the 3rd? And it's also a Disney company, which leads me to believe possibly tomorrow we're going to be getting some Star Wars news. It may not be as significant or as impactful as the Marvel presentation, but Disney is smart. And I think this is all part of their marketing strategy. And this week is going to be a huge week for news and announcements. And of course, we're getting the Bad Batch tomorrow. But I think we can expect other huge announcements tomorrow as well. Uh, I think for me, one of them will be maybe a first look at Obi-Wan. They they just started filming uh, last Monday. So we won't get any footage or photos, I think. But we will possibly get like a title reveal, like logo and see what the aesthetic will be for the title art, uh, which I think will be different from the announcement we had last year. But that's just speculation. But we'll find out tomorrow. Speaking of tomorrow, we're doing a special stream for May the 4th, which you can come by on the YouTube, come by on the Twitch stream, or the Facebook page, and you can watch me, Lando from Sith Talkers, and Dean from Four-Legged Gamer. We're going to have a May the 4th special right here on the show. And that is starting at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, I think. Yes, three hour difference. So come by, check that out. We're going to talk about the Bad Batch. We're going to review it and discuss all its its goodness and possibly some of the additional news that's coming out. So like I said, you know, this is kind of a pre-show. So if you guys in the chat watching live are excited about the Bad Batch and 
want to talk about it. I'm here to hear what you have to say, theories, speculation, and just excitement in general. Here's something interesting about The Bad Batch for me personally. I haven't watched a single trailer. I was planning on doing a trailer reaction, and then I was very delayed. I'd never had time to do it. And as it like as the weeks kept going on, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait and save it for the actual premiere date and be totally surprised by everything. So I haven't seen a single trailer. So tomorrow will be the first look for me of The Bad Batch, which my excitement level is about a 50%. I did hear that Fennec Shand is going to be in it, which I'm really excited about hearing or seeing. And of course, the characters seem interesting enough. And I'm a big fan of the Clone Wars, especially season seven last year. So I'm excited and I would love to know what you guys think as well. I'm going to see who is joining us today in the chat. So we have, of course, as always, we have Max, we have Josh, we have Rule Farm Boy, we have I Am Rice Crispy, who is my lovely lady. Hello. So yes, everyone says hello. Hello there. Welcome, everybody. Uh, so glad to see you all here. And thanks for joining us today on the Monday show. If you guys have any thoughts or questions for me, send them in. We will get to all of them. And before we get into the main show, like I told you, we have tons of topics to talk about, some of which include there is more animated Anakin Skywalker coming to future Star Wars projects. There is a Mandalorian video game in talks and development there is tons of obi-wan kenobi updates we have set photo leaks that we saw that i'll show here and talk about and also ewan mcgregor talked about the show and some of the stuff they're doing currently and then the last thing we'll talk about today is probably the biggest one and most impactful one which not a lot of people are talking about and it's confirmed snoke was made from the severed hand of luke skywalker so we're going to talk about everything today. Don't worry. Just a little bit of stuff that is also equally important, but not as big for me to talk about because I haven't looked into it yet. But of course, last week, the new Thrawn book was released, Thrawn Ascendancy, Greater Good. And this, of course, is the third or second installment of the Ascendancy trilogy for Thrawn, of course, written by Timothy Zahn. And the Thrawn books are actually some of my favorite in the Star Wars legends and canon world. I think they're fantastic. And Timothy Zahn is such a good writer. And I haven't read this one, nor the one that came before it, but I have, I have all of them. And I'm just a little behind on my reading, but I can guarantee it's probably a really good read. And look at the art design for this too. It's beautiful. And at some point I'll get around to reading it, but if you guys love Star Wars, you should check out these Thrawn books. They just, Timothy Zahn keeps like popping them out. He's got one a year coming out, it seems like, maybe even two a year. I think the next book, which is called Lesser Evil, actually comes out on November 16th. So in one year, we get two Thrawn books, which is pretty amazing. And yeah, as soon as I get around to it, I will let you guys know what I think. But the Thrawn character is fantastic. And Always excited to see more. I think Timothy Zahn like wrote all of these outlines back in the nineties, and that's why he's so like ready to like release them all at once, like or or so quickly because he already had the ideas in place so long ago. So, with that out of the way, again, welcome to the show. Let's get into our first segment, which is Star Wars replay. Star Wars replay. 
Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, back in 1957, Richard E. Grant, the actor from The Rise of Skywalker, was born. Last year in 2020, Star Wars The Clone Wars' final episode, Victory and Death, premiered on Disney+. Back in 2005, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith video game was released. Also back in 2005, Revenge of the Sith, the soundtrack, was released as well. And finally, this year, 2021, May the 4th, premiering on Disney+, Plus, will be the new animated series, The Bad Batch. That's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next Monday to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. So that's Star Wars Replay for this week. A lot of great stuff happened. Of course, I guess most notably is The Bad Batch, which comes out tomorrow, which we'll talk about. And again, we'll do a stream tomorrow at 4 p.m. Pacific, which you can watch me, Sith Talkers, and uh, The Four-Legged Gamer talk about The Bad Batch. I forgot to mention also who is joining us today is Star Wars Preacher in the chat. Welcome. So glad you could join us. Um, just met him on uh, on Instagram and seems like a pretty cool guy. And so, yeah, welcome to the show. Thanks for all of you for joining us today. So I say let's just jump right into it. Let's just start off by talking about this whole Anakin animated news where Matt Lanter, and it's confirmed. This isn't speculation or rumor. This is actually confirmed. So if you guys remember from the Clone Wars series and from Rebels, from Battlefront 2, the voice of Anakin Skywalker in animated form is Matt Lanter. And Matt Lanter recently confirmed that his time voicing Anakin Skywalker is not over. And it's not going to be over for a very long time. So he says here, and I quote, There's some new Lucasfilm animation going on that I've been a part of some things and I can't talk about yet. You'll see Anakin again. I never quite put Anakin down. Whether I'm doing a video game or something new for Lucasfilm animation. So I think it's funny that he mentioned video game. Why would he mention video game in that quote? Uh, I think what we're going to see is a new Anakin character in a future video game. Don't know what it is. Don't know, you know what it could be, but it also could just simply be a new animation. So what could those options be if it was an animated film? Let, let's see what we have actually coming up down the pike. And we have the Bad Batch, which Anakin could make an appearance in as maybe Darth Vader, but I don't think we're there yet. I know it ended Clone Wars with him as Darth Vader, but that was like months past that moment. It was it was like an epilogue. So maybe we'll see him as an early Darth Vader. I'm not sure. And then, of course, we have Visions coming down the pike, which was the, the comedy anime series, and then a droid story. So that's the animation that we know of that is coming. So do you guys think that Matt Lanter could be voicing Anakin in any of those projects. And then, of course, there's the option that he could be, you know, working with some of Lucasfilm games, either at Ubisoft or Bethesda, and doing an Anakin voice for that. So I don't know. I just think it's interesting that this quote came out. And I feel like he would maybe release this news a little too early because shortly after this interview, he went really quiet, really quick. So it could be something even more special. I don't know. But I would like to see a video game, to be honest with you. I have Battlefront 2. I have never played it, which is weird to say. It was given to me as a gift, and I just haven't gotten around to it. But apparently he voices Anakin in that game. So 
I would like to see personally a Star Wars game where Matt Lanter voices Anakin as a main character. I think that would be really, really cool. And I'd love to know what you guys think as well. So let me see what you guys are saying in the chat here. And I'm going to start with my my lovely girlfriend. I am Rice Crispy. And she says, I'm so excited to see if we get an announcement tomorrow. It makes sense for May the 4th, but they might not want to steal the Bad Batch's thunder. Ah! So I agree with that. And it could just really be that it's only the Bad Batch that we're going to get on May the 4th. And it would make sense not to want to steal the thunder, but what if they release something that is that heightens the Bad Batch experience on top of that? You know, I I think at least we will get some kind of message from Lucasfilm, similar like a, a trailer, like here's what to come in the future. Because the Investors Day announcements, those weren't an official fan event thing, and uh, there's a lot of critique on that, saying that you know that that wasn't really made for a fan engagement and it wasn't it wasn't as spectacular as it could have been but that wasn't a fan event so i think i think they're going to do something special for this year's because it wasn't until 2020 that they actually recognized may the 4th as like a special event and claimed that day as star wars day or maybe it was the 2019 but anyway i think we'll get something i don't know what but i think we'll get something maybe a trailer about like future Star Wars to come in 2022, Obi-Wan, Andor, and a bunch of other cool stuff. And let me see here. Rule Farm Boy says, I'm all set to be told a Star Wars story with the Bad Batch. I don't have a want nor an expect. I think that's where I'm at too. You know, the Bad Batch is kind of, for me, just um, something that I get to go into completely blind and just to be completely surprised, especially since I haven't seen trailer but also because it's kind of an extension on the clone wars which i think these will just be singular standalone serial type episodes knowing dave filoni there's going to be a main point to all of it there's going to be a huge storyline that connects to everything but he is not involved in the day-to-day so it could also be similar to star wars resistance that animated show which i personally love (laughs) and a lot of people don't like but we'll have to see also, we have Max saying, I don't know what I should think about that Snoke is most likely a clone from Luke's hand. We will get to that. Don't worry. I got plenty of thoughts to uh, to talk about with that that little news. Josh says, Timothy Zahn is a fantastic writer and Thrawn is an amazing character. I totally agree. Thrawn is an amazing character. And even, even though his portrayal in Star Wars Rebels was really different from the books, it was just as good. I think I prefer the Thrawn in Rebels, to be honest with you, only because I guess it was a visual medium and it, the voice acting was really good. The character was well well done and well adapted. But in the books, he's also really good, too. There was some differences from the old 90s books to the modern day in his character. But I think maybe Disney said, hey, you got to like you got to you got to redo this guy because we don't really like, you know, how how intense it was before. But it's still really good. And Timothy Zahn is the man. Star Wars Preacher says, you gotta read Thrawn stuff, both canon and Legends, because he will definitely be the big bad of the Star Wars future. And I think a lot of Legends materials will come back. So yes, very interesting. So Thrawn was actually a topic of one of my shows two weeks ago or a week ago. And it was 
titled Theranos, the MCU of the Star Wars cinematic world. Uh, if it is true that Thrawn will become a big bad, that he could be treated as the Thanos in Star Wars. And the video is called Theranos, if you guys want to check it out. It's also on the podcast form. You can hear all my thoughts about that. And it is very likely. Uh, I, I, for one, would love to see that. And it does feel that way because of all the Mandalorian, the name drop of him, the ending of Rebels. Dave Filoni keeps saying there's plans for him. So we could see that. And uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what comes of it, if anything. Star Wars Preacher says we are getting a The Simpsons Star Wars related short cartoon called The Force Awakens from its nap time or something like that. I haven't heard about that, but that'd be really cool to see. I do know there was a an old concept that was fully realized in 2012, an animation series called Star Wars Detours, which was a comedy animated Star Wars show, and it got put on the shelf when Disney bought the company, but it was the last thing that George Lucas worked on that was Star Wars related and got completed. And Disney actually did announce that they're bringing that back and they're going to be putting it on Disney Plus, but they didn't say when, but they did say it's coming back. So that's another thing we have to look forward to is there's going to be another animated series called Star Wars Detours that was created and written by Seth Green, who is heavily affiliated with Family Guy. So we'll be getting that too. But the Simpsons one, I haven't heard about, but I'm definitely down. And uh, can't, all more Star Wars is always it's always better. I'm Rice Krispie says they could maybe include an announcement or tease even within the episode or something also as a way to get more people in it to watch. Yes, that's totally a possibility. Just like what they did with the Mandalorian before the Rise of Skywalker came out, they had a a, a first look at the end of that second to last episode of the Mandalorian. And it was like the opening scene of The Rise of Skywalker. So yes, baby, I totally think that could happen too. Max says, last year on May the 4th, the Clone Wars finale was released and they also announced Taika movie and Leslie Headland series. Yeah, they did. So we could get an extension on those. Maybe not Taika's. I mean, he's he's really busy right now, but maybe on the Leslie Headland thing because it's also directly connected with the High Republic the books and stuff and the comics. So that could happen as well. Uh, just to go ahead and plug another episode of the show. I interviewed Christina Ariel of the high Republic show, the official high Republic show at star Wars. And she talked about the acolyte and how it will directly connect with the high Republic books and comics and short stories. So if you guys want to check that out and get a little bit more information about it, go check out that episode with uh, Christina Ariel, which we did a few weeks ago. And I forgot to mention, we have more guests coming on the show. I uh, just haven't uh, gotten to the point where we've booked it yet and picked a date. But more guests are coming. We'll have more conversations and interviews. And I can't wait to do that. Also, the preacher says, I think Bad Batch will start off pretty intense and Star Wars lore heavy. More for adults that grew up with Star Wars cartoons. I can see that. And again, I, I don't, I'm not really sure because I haven't watched the trailer, but if your basis is off the, the trailer, then uh, I can totally see that. I'm, I'm totally down to uh, whatever direction it goes. Like with Clone Wars, there was some adult stuff in it. Well, young adult, I would say. Rebels was a little bit more kiddie. And then maybe this will be a happy medium, but we'll have to see. Josh says your Thronos theories are great. And you totally agree with me. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Didn't they release the first episode of Detours? They did. They did. I 
it's been a while since I've seen it. I don't know where to find it, but I'm sure you could like YouTube it and see it there. Robin McFly says Seth Green is more affiliated with Robot Chicken. Okay, yeah, I remember that too. I've never watched Robot Chicken except for the Star Wars stuff. So yeah, he has a history with, with Star Wars. Oh, and Josh said the first episode of The Bad Batch is 72 minutes long. I forgot to mention that. That's crazy. 72 minutes long for the first episode of The Bad Batch. That's a full movie. It's an hour and 42 minutes. Is that correct? So we're getting a a giant movie for the beginning, similar to how the Clone Wars launched with their movie, also around 70 minutes long. So I can't wait. Uh, I think it looks like everyone in the chat is really excited about it. And of course, we'll get more as we go on. But if you guys have more thoughts, feel free to share them here and we'll continue to talk about it. Before we move into our second main topic, I wanted to also share something that was pretty exciting that happened to me last week. The Han Talk's first name got mentioned on the Star Wars Theory YouTube channel on his sh- Monday stream. And so, uh, Darth Chocolate, who I had on the show, uh, mentioned me and said I would be a, uh, a possible candidate to come on and talk Star Wars on their panel. And Star Wars Theory actually said, send him an invite. I never got an invite, but it was... It was uh, a privilege to have my name mentioned at all. So, I mean, some of you who are watching today on the video or podcast stream may have discovered it from Star Wars Theories channel. So if you did, welcome. And uh, I hope you enjoy the content. And uh, we're here every Monday, of course. But regardless of what you think of Star Wars Theory, um, it, it was really cool to just have my name mentioned on a really big stream like that. So I hope that means good things for the channel and that we can grow this community even more so but if not that's okay i'm gonna do it anyway and i love the people that do join us so uh that's that's that (laughs) so you can check out last week's episode of star wars theories stream to hear my name drop which is really cool so anyway let's move into our second main topic which is a big one this is i guess you could say rumor but there are some pretty legit sources behind it and it of course is about the mandalorian and that there is a projected Mandalorian video game in the works. And this comes to us from the source, Nick Baker from Xbox Era, the website, which I've never visited, I'm not too familiar with, but apparently it's a pretty big one. And so they reveal that sources have told them, or Nick, that a Mandalorian-centric game is in development, but the studio is unknown. Someone else also pointed out that one of the chiefs of Xbox, Phil Spencer, was seen doing a live stream with a Mando Funko behind him on his shelves. And when I first heard about this, I thought, okay, come on, that's he's just likes toys and he's putting up his toy collection. But someone pointed out that every time they do he does a stream like this, he usually puts teasers of what's to come on the shelves behind him so this actually could be something and not just speculation or reading too much into it but uh phil spencer one of the chiefs of xbox has a mandalorian funko behind him and also coincidentally coming out with the rumor that there is a mandalorian video game on the horizon i think this could be pretty legit so we'll we'll have to we'll have to wait and see but there's more to this so also uh, the YouTube creator named Mr. Matty Plays recently mentioned on 
the Defining Duke podcast, that he has also heard that there is a first-party studio in development for a Lucasfilm IP for the gaming platform. So again, this is all related back to this news that there's possibly a Mandalorian video game in the works. And one of the developers at Machine Games is currently in the early stages of developing a Lucasfilm project, uh, in addition to the Indiana Jones title that's on the way. And Bethsida, which is a gaming studio, and Machine Games are the parent company of Zenimax Media, which were acquired by Xbox earlier this year. And it makes all of these subsidiary properties, you know, a very important role in this rumor that there is a Mandalorian video game to come. However, Mr. Patty Plays also noted that the Indiana Jones game is not the title that's in question when he was referring to another game in the works, which means there is another Lucasfilm property being made by this company. So it could be the develop the um, the Mandalorian. And this YouTuber is also known to have connections with this media company and this game company. So their sources are somewhat accurate. And they all speculate that Lucasfilm is the one to be working with these developers. And, uh, you know, because of the developer, because of the, the gaming company, a lot of people believe that it's going to be only available for Xbox. But, you know, when you think about The Mandalorian, the popularity, the the draw and the money they can make from it. They're not just going to release a game for one platform. They're going to release it for everything, PlayStation and Xbox. I mean, I can't see them just doing one, but you know, Microsoft, they sometimes, if they got a hold of it, they would, <laughs> they definitely love just keeping it on the Xbox. So we'll have to wait and see. But additionally, the Xbox owned gaming company has announced that titles are already underway and that a star Wars title an additional one would also fit nicely in their lineup of future games that are announced. So again, we'll have to see is, are we looking into it too much? Is this, this picture with Phil Spencer and the Mandalorian figure behind him? Is that, is that reading too much into it or is this possible? There's a lot of creators talking about this and I, I think it's realistic. I mean, the Mandalorian is huge and to take a, a year off from season two and three or a year and a half and, they might come back strong introducing a video game as well. And they already have, they already have a huge uh, game that they could base it off of, which was never released. And that is the, the star Wars underworld video game. I think it's underworld or 1313. I think it's 1313, which was a bounty hunter game where you play Boba Fett. Then someone kills Boba Fett and you play that new bounty hunter throughout the game. And they already have storylines, maps, and stuff like that. That game will never be released. It's too old at this point. It wouldn't. It wouldn't match modern day gaming platforms and uh, consoles and graphics and stuff like that. But they could take the ideas from it. They could take the old, um, uh, I don't know, special effects thing and use it to re-render, but a remaster in some way. But or the models from the the creatures and characters, but. This is a big this is a big thing. And I for one would love to see a Mandalorian video game. I don't think it will center around Din Djarin, but possibly another Mandalorian. And it's another Mandalorian bounty hunter. And we'll get to play as them going through the world and picking up bounties and stuff like that. So I would love to know what you guys think about that. I'd be down. Not sure about you guys, but let me know your thoughts in the chat. Seeing what you guys are saying here. And um 
Josh says they have so much potential with the Bad Batch. It takes place during the time when most of the greatest characters of Star Wars were alive. Yes, definitely. I think my chat is on a delay because <laughs> I'm not talking about Bad Batch anymore. But uh, yes, uh, we can still talk about it. It's totally fine. Um, I think it's got a lot of potential too. And I can also see it being more than just a one and done series. I think they could definitely do a season two, a season three, have other spinoffs. I mean, that's what the Clone Wars did. So we'll have to wait and see. Congrats on the shout out, Han. Thank you so much. A Mando game would be sick. It would be sick. I, I would love it. I would love it. Max says a Mando game would be very cool. Maybe it will explore Mando's story before the show. Okay, so as a child or as a a younger bounty hunter, just like leading up to the events of the Mandalorian, it'd be kind of cool to have like an opening cinematic of Din Djarin as a child in the Clone Wars or during Revenge of the Sith. And then we just get like a bunch of cool effects and graphics and stuff. And then it leads up to him as an adult and you play as the bounty hunter. That'd be really cool. It's a good idea. Star Wars Preacher says, I want to play a few levels as an early Mando collecting bounties and freezing them in carbonite, using the money to upgrade armor and weapons. See, it's it's a game. It's it's a perfect game concept. It'd be really cool. And I love the way you put it. Lando Ferrando says, hello there, working, but thought I would drop in and say, hey, man, have a great day. You too, Lando. And again, Lando is from Sith Talkers, who I'll be joining tomorrow to talk about the Bad Batch, May the 4th, celebrate Star Wars. Um, but thanks for stopping by, Lando. I, it's good to see you, as always. And Robin McFly says, Yoshi's Island-style Grogu game. That's actually a really good idea. I would love to see that. A Yoshi's Island Grogu game. Grogu! Or however Yoshi talks. <laughs> anyway, let's move into our third main topic. which is talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, which everyone's excited about. If you've listened to the show before, you know that it is my most anticipated series project that's coming from Lucasfilm because I love Ewan McGregor. And we're talking about a bunch of quotes that were said by Ewan about what's currently being shot and the training processes and all that kind of stuff. And to start off, he was talking with the Hollywood Reporter last week. And he was interviewed about what they're what like training they're doing, if they're rehearsing, when they start shooting, etc. So here are some quotes from Ewan about Obi-Wan Kenobi. And he says here, for months we've been doing these monster two and a half hour sessions of sword fights and hand-to-hand stuff. And I'm really excited about it. Maybe more so than the first ones because I'm older. I just turned 50 and it's just I'm in a much better place. So he's already talking about these huge, massive rehearsals for sword fights and hand-to-hand combat, which tells me we're going to get a lot of action. And it's cool to hear. It's not just sorting. It'll also be... um, Maybe he'll be throwing a couple punches here and there, which is really cool to see as well. An old Obi-Wan getting in a fist fight. Just think about that. Like, imagine it as Alec Guinness. Like, that's just kind of funny, right? What if it's like a force punch? which we haven't seen in a live action yet, but it's, uh, it could be like a, either a fist or like the hand. I guess we have seen that in um, Attack of the Clones during the fight on Geonosis when um, Kit Fisto put his hand up and 
threw droids away, but like a really big force punch with a lot of effort. That'd be really cool too. But he, he says more. He says a lot more. So check this out. He also says this project with the virtual backgrounds onto this massive LED, or sorry, they project these virtual backgrounds onto this massive LED screen. So if you're in a desert, you're standing in the middle of a desert. If you're in the snow, you're surrounded by snow. And if you're in a cockpit of a starfighter, you're in space. It's going to feel so much more real. But because George loves, talking about George Lucas, because George loves technology and loves pushing into that realm, he wanted more and more control over what we see in the background. After three or four months of that, it just really gets tedious, especially when you're in when those scenes you are in, and I don't want to be rude, but it's not Shakespeare. There's not something to dig into the dialogue that can satisfy you when there's no environment there, and it was quite hard to do. So, of course, Ewan McGregor is talking about how difficult it was to shoot Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones, The Phantom Menace in these giant virtual rooms that were just blue screen. And he's talking about how now it's a lot easier because instead of being in a green room and having to imagine things around you, he's actually in those environments because of the virtual uh, um, augmented reality that he's in. And he's saying how it's easier to play off of. And he, of course, mentions that, you know, it's not George Lucas's fault. He, he pushed that technology and made it what it is today. And it was just an earlier stage, but he thinks it will affect his acting and he'll be able to portray Obi-Wan in the environment a lot nicer, which I, totally agree is what's going to happen and this mention wasn't to put down george lucas it was meant to like heighten the fact that he is responsible for this mandalorian stagecraft technology that they're also using in obi-wan and they also is using it in the book of boba fett as well which just finished wrapped shooting exterior locations and now they're moving to interior as well in los angeles and obi-wan kenobi also being shot in Los Angeles. So really, really cool stuff. But so he has all this to say, which just makes me so excited for the show. And I can't wait. Now, there was one more thing they asked him about the interviewer at Hollywood Reporter. And they asked him, is it possible that really soon we're going to see an announcement about a young Luke Skywalker? And his response to this question was he looked away, he smiled, gave a little chuckle, and he said, uh, what did he say here? Let me find it. He said, that's possible, but I don't know. I think he does know. Look, we're definitely getting young Luke. If there's not, it's like, what are you doing, guys? Like, it, we're at least going to see the back of his head or his shoulder or like a stand in. Maybe we won't see the face, but who knows? How funny would it be if we saw like a, a kid actor playing young Luke, but they just deep faked Mark Hamill's face on him. <laughs> uh, that, would be, that would be so funny. But I think that's something we could hear about tomorrow. May the 4th is an announcement about Obi-Wan. Maybe a young Luke um, actor casting announcement. We just got that huge casting announcement like three weeks ago about all the characters that are going to be in it, which blew people away with all the talent involved. But maybe they were saving Luke for a special occasion. And I don't know who they could pick, honestly. I'm not familiar with too many child actors, but whoever they pick better be really, really good. Better be way better than uh, Jake Lloyd in The Phantom Menace, which which was okay. I, I actually, I don't mind Jake Lloyd, but 
if you watch the behind the scenes of the phantom menace the bonus features on the blu-ray it shows the audition process for young anakin skywalker and there was three finalists out of like eight or maybe it was like i think it was 1800 kids auditioned for young anakin and it got down to three and of those three george lucas was going to pick who it was and they actually show the audition tapes of all three of the children and there was this one kid who i thought was amazing and he was great and i'm watching it compared to jake lloyd's uh audition tape and i'm like why the hell did george lucas pick jake over this other kid the other kid was really shy so maybe that was had something to do with it but if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, watch the Phantom Menace behind the scenes. Probably type in casting on YouTube and you'll find it. But there's this one kid in there. I don't know his name. I don't think he acts anymore, but he would have been a great young Anakin. So anyway, maybe we'll see that tomorrow. The last bit about Obi-Wan. Yes, there's more. Is we got a set photo leak. Someone snuck onto the set. They took a picture. It's very blurry. It's very blurry. It's very low res, but it gives us a glimpse at one of the sets that's going to be featured in the TV show. Check this out. So if you're watching on the video, what we're looking at is these, or for the audio listeners, I'm going to describe it for you. It's this huge hexagonal stage outside, and it's surrounded by these giant concrete walls on each side. And in the middle of it is a dome-like structure that looks to me like Obi-Wan Kenobi's hut. It could also maybe be the Lars homestead, but the reason why I lean more towards Obi-Wan is because of the square feature under the dome. And the Lars homestead has more of a archway entryway. And, of course, the blue screens are behind it because we know from A New Hope that Obi-Wan Kenobi lives on the edge of a cliff. And there's no cliff in these set photos, but the blue screen is directly behind it, so that could relate to that. Um, and it, But it also could support the theory that maybe it's the Lars homestead because behind the dome structure of the Lars homestead, it's the pit in which all their rooms are in and the kitchen and stuff like that. But this is all we got this little set photo. And again, if you're an audio listener on the podcast, just go to Google and type in Obi-Wan Kenobi set photos. You'll find it. Or you could just head on over to the YouTube and you can find this video and you can see it there. It's at the 40 minute mark. But this is pretty cool. It's uh, like I said, this is my most anticipated show. I I don't know what else to say. This, this thing's going to be right up my alley. So excited. Let me know what you guys think, and we'll talk more about it. And of course, as soon as we get more details, we'll, we'll talk about them here. That's what we do. So before we get into the last main topic, I'm going to see if anyone watching live has any cool things to say about all this Obi-Wan Kenobi news. So we have, let's see here. Max says, I think that Obi-Wan will definitely fight against the Tusken Raiders and Sith Inquisitors. Yeah, so that's what we've been talking about on this show for a long time is I believe I would put it at like an 85% chance that we're going to be seeing Sith Inquisitory in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. I it's it's something that I really want to see Obi-Wan go up against, especially with his relationship from the 
older public or not older public from the the newer age republic before the empire and the relationship with Asajj Ventress, who is a borderline inquisitor. But I think that's what one of the character announcements was in the statement that they made a couple weeks ago. I forget the actress's name, but I definitely agree we're going to be seeing some Sith Inquisitors joining the ranks and having some excellent sword fights with that directly under the command of Darth Vader. And uh, another interesting question is, do you guys think we'll see Tarkin in the show? Grand Admiral Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin, sorry. Um, Because he was at the end of Revenge of the Sith is when he gets his title of uh, Grand Moff. And so I don't know. That'd be interesting to see too. They've proved they have the tech to do it. So I don't know. Could be possible. Star Wars Preacher says, I want to see a force kick. That'd be cool too. Again, just um, just picture old Alec Guinness, Obi-Wan, <laughs> doing stuff from like prequel era Star Wars. That's <laughs> just like really funny to me. But you know what? It can be done because we there was like this animatic that was done by some guy on YouTube who remade the Anakin Obi-Wan fight from New Hope. And it looked really sick, actually. So it's possible. Mr. Anderson says, if we can get a young Luke, I'm certain we will get a young Leia, too. Maybe even Bail Organa. I'm telling you right now, Bail Organa is going to be in this. I don't think he was on that cast list, but he's going to be in it. Uh, he was He was in Rogue One. He's in all the prequels. He's, he's a big part of Star Wars. He's definitely going to be in it. I, I don't want to see Leia, but knowing Disney, knowing Lucasfilm... They're probably mandating we need to see Leia, at least in one scene somewhere. So it's possible. I could definitely see that happening. So we'll have to wait and find out. Robin McFly says, Sebastian Stan for Luke, please. And oh, yes, young Leia. So that's, that's of course, the biggest fan cast of all time, right? For Star Wars, anyway, is Sebastian Stan as Luke, which he actually said in an interview for Falcon and Winter Soldier that he was interested in doing under one condition. If he got the blessing from Mark Hamill himself, guaranteed Mark Hamill would totally be down because he said himself that Sebastian Stan would be a really cool guy to play him as a younger Luke. I think he might be too old for the Obi-Wan Kenobi version. (laughs) Could you imagine, uh, what is it, like a 35-year-old Sebastian Stan playing like a 10-year-old Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Again, just deep fake his face on it, but keep the beard. That It all works. A new person has joined the ranks of the, our Star Wars community, Luke from Hothoff Podcast. Welcome, Luke. So good to see you. Glad you could join us today. How are things across the pond? All right, let's see what else you guys are saying here. Luke says the behind the scenes of Phantom Menace is a great documentary. The behind the scenes of all the prequel movies is some of the best behind the scenes stuff ever those those documentaries are really really good and they're long too so people like us we get to enjoy more which is which is awesome max says i hope we get both houses so i assume lars and obi-wan homesteads so i think we will too uh i mean there's no way they're gonna make an obi-wan kenobi show set on tatooine and not go to the lars homestead one of the most iconic things from the new from the original star wars so Totally agree. And did you know that the Lars Homestead 
in A New Hope was already there before they started shooting. That was a location that was pre-existing. They didn't build that. They they added stuff to it. But that was already a place. And it's currently a hotel that you can go and visit and stay and uh, vacation, which is something I really want to do at some point. But so that's another little fun fact for you as well. Star Wars Preacher says, I'm so happy that the Obi-Wan movie didn't happen so that we now get the show with so much more time for character development. I also want to learn more about Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. I do too. Uh, I guarantee we're going to see a lot of Uncle Owen. At least that's what I want. I want I want a lot of Uncle Owen development because Uncle Owen has a very fascinating story in the Star Wars world with Luke Skywalker because Uncle Owen is the reason why Luke is so hasty and upset because he doesn't want to tell him about his father he always like shuts him up when he says that he doesn't want him to go to the academy because he doesn't want him to be a pilot and leave he wants to protect him from the dangers of the outside world which he knows about but luke doesn't know about and he's the wall uncle owen is luke's wall he luke can't get past this wall he can't get past uncle owen he can't go anywhere and then the moment that uncle owen dies that wall goes down and luke is like i can go anywhere i want i'm going wherever i want because this guy isn't holding me back anymore but i want to know what was it that happened for uncle owen to be like i have to shut luke off from the force from the world and keep him here and occupied so he doesn't run into anything because i guarantee you there was a time when uncle owen was probably open to the idea of training luke I guarantee that was a possibility. But I think something happened between Uncle Owen and Obi-Wan Kenobi, whether it was during a training process, maybe Luke discovered something with his force abilities at a young age that put him in danger, or someone attacked them and it scared Uncle Owen. There's something there. And if I could have had the chance to write for this show, it would have it would have been such an honor. I mean, I'm not really a writer. I enjoy writing and creating but there's so much you could do with the show which makes me really nervous but to point out the comment you made about you're happy we didn't get the movie and we were getting a tv show instead i'm on the fence about that you mentioned because now we get more time with character development we know obi-wan kenobi so that's the only argument i would give you there is we know this character really well he's probably the second main character in star wars right behind luke you could, you could argue Leia and Han, but um, if you're considering everything altogether, Obi-Wan's up there. And uh, a movie for me, it would have had more focus on the story, which I say here a lot, which is probably annoying to a lot of you. I'm a movie guy over a television guy. I love the fact that we are getting a TV show. Don't get me wrong. And that we get six hours of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um but it's it makes me nervous that it was originally going to be a movie and they were like pulled the plug because solo did bad and now it's a tv show because ultimately it means lower budget that's that's the biggest thing for me it's a lower budget show because of that now they are doing the stagecraft technology which is very advanced which they're still learning and stuff like that they they get to be creative it's more experimental so those are positives but for me I'm kind of on the fence. I'm 50-50. I would have been fine either way, but I'm glad we're getting a show regardless. I can't wait to see what they do, but 
Thanks for sharing your thoughts. I can't wait to to talk more about it as we get more information. Max says, if we see Tarkin, I think just as a cameo, or at least I hope just as a cameo. Possibility. Could definitely just be a cameo. And Josh agrees. Luke says, still cold. I'm not sure what you were mentioning, but yes. <laughs> Robin says, pull an anime or teen drama show and keep current Sebastian Stan and have him pretend to be a kid. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Let's do it. Star Wars Preacher says, I always thought Uncle Owen should have been a main character in the prequels. I think so, too. I, and especially considering the actor who plays him. What's his name? What is the actor's name? Ugh! if any of you live know the answer, let me know. It's bugging me. But he's a great actor. Ugh, I can't remember his name. He was he wrote, directed and starred in the movie The Gift, which was a fantastic movie. And he really showed off his acting chops there. But I agree. I would love to see more Uncle Owen. Max says, okay, this is a long one here. So let me see. Well, Uncle Owen said to Luke in A New Hope that Obi-Wan is dead and that Ben Kenobi is a different person. So I think something has definitely happened between them. 100%. So I actually wrote Joel Edgerton. Thank you, Max. God, that was bugging me. Joel Edgerton, great actor. Uh, he was in something else too that I can't remember. Doesn't matter. So I wrote an Obi-Wan Kenobi fan fiction, like a synopsis, not like detailed or anything. But in my in my Obi-Wan Kenobi fan fiction, it said it it like started off with Uncle Owen going to Obi-Wan's home and being like, Here here's your uh or I'm sorry, it went the other way around. Obi-Wan went to the Lars homestead to give Uncle Owen some money because they're obviously poor farmers. And Obi-Wan is there to provide for Luke and an extension their family. So he goes there to give them money or crate dragon pearls, which are worth so much money. And Uncle Owen rejects it and says, we don't need your charity. Don't come around here anymore. Like, we don't we don't need you all you do is bring trouble here and if it also includes you giving us money we don't want it and that's set up that there's a problem between them and in my fan fiction obi-wan kenobi was a crate dragon hunter and he killed off some of the last crate dragons which doesn't work in this universe because there's a crate dragon in the mandalorian but it would have been really cool and obi-wan kenobi hunts crate dragons for their pearls and that's how he's so wealthy because Obi-Wan Kenobi was going to pay Han Solo. I think it was like 15,000 units. Was it 15,000 or 20,000? Anyway, but it's like, where does this guy get that cash? He doesn't work. Well, he hunts down crate dragons with the lightsaber, takes the pearls and pawns them off. And that's how he makes his fortune. So I had a lot of great stuff in my fan fiction, which will never be seen, unfortunately, but some good stuff. Josh says in the original novelization of Return of the Jedi, Owen was Obi-Wan's brother. Really? I didn't know that. That's really cool. Wow. I'm going to have to put that in. I have another video coming out about the making of Return of the Jedi. Um, I'll do some more research, but that's thanks for sharing that, man. That was really cool. Okay, so we talked a lot about Obi-Wan. There's one more topic we have to discuss. The big one. The big one today. So I'm going to try and get through it as quick as I can. 
but I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on this because this is this is crazy. Okay, so this was just revealed. Lucasfilm just confirmed without saying anything that Snoke was created with Luke Skywalker's DNA from his severed hand in The Empire Strikes Back. This is insane. This is huge news. So could you say that he's secondhand Snoke? Sorry, that was a really bad joke. Secondhand Snoke. That's what we're talking about today. So there was a new issue of Vader 2020, which I don't read, but apparently there was some big news in there. Again, uh, I see a lot of new people have joined us. So um, we're talking about Snoke was created from Luke Skywalker's hand. Secondhand Snoke. <laughs> okay, so there was a Vader 2020 comic which came out last week or week and a half ago, and it implied that Luke's severed hand from The Empire Strikes Back was recovered from Bespin and the DNA was used in the project that created Snoke. Now, it should be noted that Luke Skywalker's severed hand has been discussed as a plot device in the sequels before. Uh, More specifically, in one of the first drafts of J.J. Abrams' The Force Awakens. I'm sure you guys know the story, but originally, The Force Awakens was meant to open the opening shot after the crawl. It was going to pan down, and in space, we see Luke's severed hand floating in space, holding the Anakin lightsaber. And that was... That was going to be the opening. And then it crashes down to a planet. It burns in the atmosphere. The hand burns to dust, but the lightsaber lands in the dust. And that's how Maz Kanata found it. And that was the original opening. So there were talks way back in 2014 about this hand was used for some purpose. Why else would they put that in there? And it seems like now they are coming back to that. And of course, that lightsaber was going to act as the main MacGuffin for the sequel trilogy, which was ultimately scrapped, but it's been talked about before. So let me show you this comic here. So if you're watching on the video, I'm going to put the comic up on screen. If you're an audio listener, I'll try and describe it. So in this page here, we see Darth Vader walking through this laboratory and he says, and I quote, the scapel of creation. I used it to make all of these things. I can use it to make anything. And he's walking by a bunch of VADs with clones inside of them, similar to Exegol, uh, how the VADs of Snokes, the jar of Snokes were all around Palpatine. And then on one of the tables, we see in a jar Luke's severed hand. And these creatures look very similar to Snoke. So this basically confirms without saying it explicitly that Vader is responsible for the creation of Snoke by using Luke's hand to make them or at least start that process. And this makes sense narratively with the Mandalorian because we know they were trying to use Grogu's DNA to create something, which is pretty apparent. It's probably Snoke because they look just like him. And they're trying to think of how to word this here. That was a failed attempt. And 
who they needed it from more would have been Luke Skywalker. But it's a little inconsistent because this comic takes place before all of this, which means they already had Luke's hand. And they were obviously making something with this. It could be a total misdirect and they're using it for some other being that has nothing to do with Snoke because nothing was directly implied. But it's something really interesting to discuss. And it's more than just cloning. They need something to power this right it, you um the what's the city that they're the cloning planet camino it, they're they're not a camino this is an independent project outside of that camino's probably dead at this point there was also something revealed in this and it is this page here so for the audio listeners this page reveals that there's this huge structure of kyber crystals mounted together and this is possibly something that powered either the creation of Snoke or the creation of the Death Star or a bunch of other things, but this is an immense amount of power. And we do know from uh, legends from, from rebels TV show that Palpatine collects artifacts from around the world, also including Kyber crystals to advance his power in the universe. So this was something interesting too. Now back to the Snoke comment about the DNA from Luke's hand. This changes everything we know about Snoke, like that is canonical in the sequel trilogy, because we are told in The Force Awakens, I think, that Snoke is an ancient being. It's It says that on the picture. It says that in the visual dictionaries. It says it in the novels. And it was also stated that Snoke was around to influence Ben Solo to turn to the dark side from when he was a young boy. But if the DNA from Snoke was used to create him from Luke's hand, he's not an ancient being. He's, you could argue that it's an extension of Palpatine. Palpatine's an ancient being, but even Palpatine's not that old. He's only 180, I think. But it changes everything because that would make him essentially almost the same age as Ben Solo right or close to it and he's not a he's not a more of a power figure at that point because he's he's so ancient and i don't know this is really interesting it's kind of something no one's talking about which is weird to me um i would love to hear what you guys are saying so i'm gonna head over to the chat and see it here and of course any of the audio listeners if you want to talk to me about this you can join me on instagram or twitter at hon talks first and we can talk about it there because i'm always down to talk about this stuff max says that i'm okay with it that snokes was a clone but in my opinion they don't need to connect everything to the skywalkers that's a very a very common sentiment a lot of people are like there's no other people in the galaxy there's all these skywalkers so i agree robin says second second hand snoke you like that that's, that's a pretty clever huh uh that's that's mine I, I didn't steal that from anywhere i'm the first person to say that so when the video version of this stream comes out the title will be secondhand snoke which i think is pretty clever i'm surprised i didn't put that in the movies uh let me see here Ooh, luke says that the comics can get effed sounds like somebody's not a fan of the comics making the plot even worse over explaining i can see why you feel that way totally Star Wars Preacher says, sorry, I got to go back to work uh, before the big news. Uh, hey, thank you so much for watching. Uh, I'm sure you're gone by now. But <laughs> thanks for joining us today. 
always look forward to talking with you. Uh, Luke says, it's not getting my money. Star Wars is movies and TV for me. Secondhand Snoke is brilliant. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, well, I don't buy them either, but mostly because I don't have the money to do it. You know, that's a, once you buy one comic, you got to buy them all. You know, it's like, it's addicting. Um, I, I would, I would agree. Star Wars is definitely more movies and television uh, specific. Even Lucasfilm thinks that way. They say that the movies take precedent over anything. Like if there's a, a inconsistency with continuity, you always go to the movie. So I, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, let's see, what is this? Josh says indeed RFB. It was in an earlier draft for the screenplay, which the novel was based on. Uh, RFB. What is that? What is RFB? I'm a little slow, Josh. So you have to explain it to me. <laughs> Max says, I think Grogu's blood was needed to recreate Palpatine. Okay, so Grogu's blood was used for Palpatine, but Luke's blood was used for Snoke. Interesting. Very interesting. Good thing to point out there. Um, Lucasfilm Story Group. Okay, I'm a little confused by the chat, but this is all interesting stuff. And I can't wait to hear more. I mean, I have... I, Full disclosure, I have not read this comic, so I don't know uh, context before or post these two pages that I've seen. And to be honest with you, I'm probably not going to ever read the comic because um, uh, I just I, I just can't buy that right now. I can't buy all those comics. And um, although it is online, I think. But tomorrow I will be joined by Dean from Four-Legged Gamer. He's read all the comics. Maybe not Vader. I, actually, I don't know. But he might be able to elaborate on on this story a little bit more with a little bit better context than I can give you. So sorry about that, but all really cool stuff, a huge, huge week for star Wars, tons of tons of stuff to talk about, you know, and I don't know. I'm just really excited again. I'm not going to end the stream quite yet. I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit more, but uh, I'm just going to remind everyone who, who wants to get out now because we're done talking about news Uh, tomorrow, May the 4th, uh, me, Sith Talkers, Four-Legged Gamer, we're going to be right here just talking about Star Wars, talk about Bad Batch, uh, just have a good time, celebrate May the 4th. And so, yeah, I would love if you come join us. It'll be at 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific time tomorrow. We've got a lot of cool things to talk about, a lot of great opinions, too, to share. We have another couple of guests coming to the show. I have two guests coming to the show in the future, maybe within like the next, I don't know, week or two. And they're also going to be a new sponsor for Hunt Talks First. And that's kind of all I want to say right now. But a new sponsor is coming. Two new guests are coming. They're going to talk about the sponsorship. And maybe you guys can get something out of it. And we're going to talk about Star Wars too while we do it. So I can't wait for that either. Um, If you are listening on the YouTube page and just joining us now for the first time ever, welcome. Please consider subscribing. Like this video, guys, please. I see a lot of you who've joined us today. Please give this video a like. It helps out way more than you can possibly imagine. And if you're new, consider subscribing. New videos all the time. And if you're listening on the podcast forum, follow. Follow or subscribe on Apple Music. Rate and review. That helps out so much too. And then you never miss an episode. We also talk about Marvel with my girlfriend, which we haven't done. We didn't do last week, but we'll get around to it at some point. We'll talk more Marvel. And um, I've been debating, been debating 
if I want to start a Marvel replay, similar to the Star Wars replay, but every Monday we do this week in Marvel type thing, which I hope nobody steals because I mentioned that already, but let me know if you guys would like that too. Um, oh, RFB Rural Farm Boy. Thank you. Duh. The legend Rural Farm Boy. How could I, how could I get that wrong? Uh, Obi, Obi-Wan and Owen were brothers in James Caan's 83 Return of the Jedi novel. Really cool. I can't wait. Uh, I would love to see that. Uh, I've, I've never read the novelization of that. I've read the one of New Hope and of Empire. I also have the From a Certain Point of View of Empire, which is a really cool read as well. I'm very excited about May the 4th, and I hope we get some movie announcements. I don't think we'll get new movie announcements, but we'll definitely get some kind of announcement, I think. I don't know, but pretty sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, again, if you're listening on the audio, what did you guys think about all the news that happened last week? Of course, there's going to be more. We're going to have tons to talk about in the future. It's It's been kind of dead for Star Wars in the last couple weeks, which is... It's a good thing. It means there's stuff cooking. That means we're about to get hit with a lot of cool stuff. But yes, glad I could make the live chat today. I'm usually at work when you go live. I'm glad you can make it too. Sorry you're at work, but thank you so much for being here and uh, and joining us. I always value my listeners' opinions. So anyway, I think that's it for me today, guys. I had the beanie on because um, I need a haircut. <laughs> And a shave, obviously, because I haven't shaved, but this was great. Anyway, if you guys, I mentioned earlier that I was mentioned on Star Wars Theories channel. So, and I got offered an invite, but it was never actually had one sent to me. Here's what I would love for you to do. If you guys want to see this channel grow, if you want to see me get more guests, a better production, Head over to the Star Wars Theory stream tonight. Tell them you would love to see Han Talks first on the show and help us get on there. And then if that works, who knows? Maybe Star Wars Theory can come on this show. Talk about Star Wars here. I think it'd be really cool. You know, either way, it's okay. But if you guys want to see that happen, let's uh, let's spam them today. Let's spam them with uh, Han Talks first. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for your support. As always, I will be here every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific with the latest and greatest Star Wars news. And we'll be back very soon with more Marvel content again tomorrow, May the 4th. If I don't see you or you don't come on the show tomorrow for the stream, have a great Star Wars day. I hope you get to relax, watch some Star Wars, enjoy the Bad Batch, and we'll talk about it tomorrow here on the podcast and then again next week so for now everybody have a good rest of your week thanks for joining us today and somehow some way somewhere this week may the force be with you so who talks first you talk first i talk first